welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Welcome back for another installment of Craft Distillery Monday here on the Bourbon Road. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are reviewing another craft distillery. We are. We're going to review J.W. Kelly and Company. They're a small distillery out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. They rebranded in 2017, I guess what you'd call it. J.W. Kelly was born in 1844 in Waterford, Ireland. So he's got that whiskey history probably with him and stuff. He immigrated when he was 19 in 1863, which is is weird, right? Why would you come to the U.S. right in the middle of the Civil War? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in Ireland at the time, and yeah. people were still immigrating. You know, they were taking immigrants right off the boat into the Union Army to fight and stuff. That's How true. he escaped that, I'm not sure. And it doesn't go into his history about that. So he makes his way to Chattanooga from New York somehow. And in 1865, that's where he finds himself. By 1866, at the end of the Civil War, he establishes a distillery with 12 different labels. Wow. So he started up with 12 labels. That's pretty cool. So think of that age there. So he's at 19 in 1863, right? Three years later, he starts a distillery. That's that's pretty impressive for a young man. So what's the whiskey we're, t- we're uh, trying today? So this is the Old Milford Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's a single barrel select, double proof, 109 it's got some punch to it. Yeah. It has a little bit of punch to it. Yeah. Um, so it's not their bourbon. They told us that they sourced it from Texas. Five, um, six, seven, and eight-year-old barrels. And then they took that, blended together, and come up with this right here. They stuck it in one of their barrels. Little age a little while longer in that Chattanooga heat down there. And that's what we got today. Okay. So this is, it's called a single barrel. But it's a single barrel because it came out of a single barrel of J.W. Kelly's rebarreling. Rebarreling of it. But it is a blended, it is a blend of different barrels, five, six, and eight years that went into that barrel in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So, it, yeah, it's still a single barrel, but it's made from a, a blend of other barrels. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, some... Some strange things happens in the in the rebarreling world, you know, and so this is a fairly dark whiskey. Um, not surprising for a Texas bourbon, but what does surprise me? Because mm-hmm. you know we've we've had a couple of Texas bourbons on lately, right? Yeah, is the age. Now, talking to most of the distilleries there, they'll tell you it's almost impossible to get an eight year, but maybe this came out of a controlled warehouse. Could be. That's the only way I could see. So we don't know the source of this. We just know that it came from the state of Texas. Yeah. Well, J.W. Kelly also has um, a 94 proof straight bourbon. And then they've got a rye as well that they call their um, Melrose rye, which is 
Uh, it's kind of a finished rye, finished in some wine barrels. I think it's called a Amarone cask wine, Amarone wine casks. Yeah. So, uh, but today we just have the single barrel bourbon. Well, we'll get in trouble if we review any more one per show, right? That's right. <laughs> well, this is this is a good one to review. So, like I said earlier, nice dark color. Yeah, that's almost like a 12-year-old look to me when I look at it. Super dark. And it hangs on the side of the glass like a pot still whiskey. Now, they did say they had a 3,000-gallon pot still. Okay. Is what it's... That's a big pot still. That is a big pot still. But that is definitely uh, coating the glass. I get some oak on the nose. Not surprising out of a Texas bourbon. Maybe it, maybe that oak is coming from that second barrel, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of oak on the nose. But there's just a little sweetness hiding in there, too. Maybe like a, not a burnt caramel, but, you know, I've talked about it in the past, is that kettle corn. Mm-hmm. I get maybe a little bit of that kettle corn when you're walking up and you smell that kettle corn coming across the parking lot. Well, heck, let's taste this thing, Jim. All right. Boy, there's some sweetness on that. I get that same corn coming through, though. Yeah, the corn shines a little bit. Uh, it's, it's kind of a little popcorn-y for me. A little bit. I can, a little buttered popcorn in there. You like that butter popcorn. I do like butter popcorn. <laughs> I personally don't like it, but I like the sweetness of that. How do you, what do they do to ke- make kettle corn? How do you how do you make kettle corn? I mean, I don't, I think it's just you you pop popcorn and then you toss it in caramel, right? I, I've never stick around long enough to watch them make it, I guess. Maybe some caramel or sh- sugar to yeah. make caramel out of it. Now, I can tell you this, after taking a sip and and it's it's got quite an impression on the palate. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bold whiskey, but if I go back to the nose now, I'm starting to pick up some dark fruit. Maybe I, I, I don't know about dark fruit, but I get baked apple with uh, some cinnamon on it. Not a apple pie, but you know, I, I'm not positive on that. Yeah. Caramel apple for me. Caramel apple with, not with the nuts on it, but with the caramel corn on it. <laughs> I could get that. That's perfect. That sounds perfect to me. Um, that's a pretty good whiskey. Yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed with this. Now, this has got a little bit of a peppery back end on it. And uh, just a tinge of bitterness. But you know what? I've tasted that that little late bitterness on some other Texas whiskeys as well. That little bit on the back. It's not too drying. It's nice and sweet on the front, though. It presents itself well. I think that this is a pretty darn good whiskey. The finish is medium on it, but it does hang around a bit. For me, it, it, it dries out a little bit at the end. I still get that sweetness, out, that coating of that sweetness on the tongue left over. still get that caramel. I was trying to think of a candy that that I get with that, but I'm getting more of that maybe cereal out of this. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm getting corn nuts. Some kind of sweet corn nut, maybe. There's no doubt there's corn in that mash bill. Well, it's it's definitely a bourbon. I tell you, Jim, this would be a buy for me. Yeah. Um, it's got more spice than I would regularly like, but I like the sweetness plus that spice. Right. There's a little bit of spice, a little bit of pepper on that back end. Kind of reminds me of a, like a uh, General Cho's chicken. You know, I'm going to add a little bit of water to mine just to see what happens. You know, Chattanooga's really got it going on with other distilleries there. Um, beautiful city to visit. 
right on the Tennessee River, beautiful downtown waterfront. There's a beautiful place you can go boating there. Um, it's just, uh, but I could see people in the mountains areas, you know, that's kind of the start of the Appalachian mountains. It's just a beautiful area. Great place to have a distillery. Some good bourbon. Yeah. I would say that they did a, you know, they did a good job selecting barrels here. It's a, it's a well-aged bourbon. You know, I don't know that I would have been able to say, Hey, this is Texas juice. If I, if I hadn't known before the fact, but now that I do know, I kind of can taste that little bit of that Texas profile in it, you know. What do you think? Well, I see a future episode, and I think we're going to have to do another blind challenge on you. And I'm going to mix up some Kentucky bourbons with some um, Texas bourbons, and I want to see if you know the difference or not. Well, I don't think I'll have trouble picking a Texas whiskey against a Kentucky bourbon, but I might have a trouble picking a Texas whiskey against another whiskey, maybe from missouri or arkansas or something like that i think you're gonna have a really hard time you think so <laughs> you're, you're, i'll tell you this your mission is to trip me up right I, i'm gonna tell you because i tried it uh even though i knew what was in the glass and i sipped a little bit of both mm -hmm. and i have a whole bunch of kentucky bourbons that are 12 and 15 years old so i wanted to see how they stood up against um some texas bourbons this is a little actually a little younger um but for a Texas whiskey, it would be older. Yeah, but see that that corn, that corn flavor in it that we both talked about. That will typically disappear. You'll you'll that that'll kind of go away a little bit as a as a Kentucky bourbon hits that six to eight year mark. You don't get too much of that, right? I don't think so. I think well, there's some sweet bourbons. Let's face it. That you know the 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 blind is a great equalizer, and and I have been shamed by it many times. Because you think you know, and then you get to a blind and you really don't. I'm wondering, how, you know, the World Whiskey Awards had come out in April, and I'm wondering how those judges, do they see what's in front of them? No. Everything's blind on that. Everything's blind. Yeah. So how do they know? Do they know it's a non-Kentucky bourbon whenever they're judging it? Well, I guess unless the category happens to be like a Kentucky category, although I don't know anything about the whole judging thing, but I would imagine they don't know a lot about it except the classification. It's just a glass of bourbon in front of them. It's a glass of some spirit of a certain class, I would think. You know, whether it's a bourbon or I guess they taste all kinds of stuff, tequilas and gins and other things like that, too. But Spirits, yes. Spirits. Well, that's a whiskey award, so that the World Whiskey Awards would be just whiskeys, but um, I don't think they're doing any gin or rum or anything like that. Yeah, the nose didn't really develop much after adding a little bit of water. I'm going to try the palate here. Sweeter on the back end now. A little more honey. A little more baking spice. Yeah, water does affect it. I would be interested in seeing what J.W. Kelly has in the future and revisit them in a couple of years when they're producing their own juice there in that Chattanooga heat. Um, I wouldn't say Chattanooga is that same climate as Texas, mm -hmm. but it's definitely hot there. You know, that's right on the southeastern corner of Tennessee, right there near Alabama. Yeah, it gets hot down there, but they don't have the cold nights, hot days, which is the big thing in Texas, right? A little bit with Texas. The Texas just there's different climates there. You know, when I visited, talking to different distillers, you know, you go all the way from North Texas 
up near Iron, where Iron Road is in Denison, all the way down to Garrison Brothers, which is south of Austin, and the heat there could be up to 50 degrees. It's a, you know, Texas is a humongous state, so you have so many different climates there. Um, but most of their bourbons, you write, has that Texas profile. And, and I still think to this day that maybe Texas should be its own category of whiskey. I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. It's kind of like Tennessee whiskey, yeah. you know. I think the Bourbon Road needs to find its way to Chattanooga at some point because there's more than just J.W. Kelly down there. Oh, most definitely. I think it's a great region to, to visit. I think if people are out there and they're in Chattanooga area, you're over even Knoxville area. I've got friends in Chattanooga, don't we? We definitely do. we got old Adam, Adam there. And, and Adam's building his family and stuff, so we can't go stay with him. But we, <laughs> but we can have him out to drink a little bourbon one night. Most definitely. I mean, Adam had talked about this and um, – he was still unsure of them. Like I said, I would be curious uh, what they are in a couple of years. I'd still buy this on the shelf. Though. Yeah. So, so what? What's the price of this bottle? Do you know? I do not know. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that we uh, we put that out in the Instagram post. But uh, I would not be ashamed at all to share this bottle with my very best friend. I think it's good. I think it's different. I think it has a flavor that um, brings something to the table that's a little bit unique. I think that second barreling puts that nice sweet front end up on it, even though it's a well-aged Texas whiskey. 109 proof. I think that was a good choice because it, it's a bold whiskey. It tastes good. You know, I think Tennesseans, if they're going to look at this and they hear it's a Texas whiskey, don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. Texas wouldn't be Texas without some Tennessee volunteers. That's right. It's all about what's in the bottle, right? Most definitely. And this is a uh, very respectable liquid in here, and I think it uh, it stands for itself. Hey, they were very upfront and honest about what's in their bottle, and I I know I appreciate it. I know you appreciate it when people were, will tell you, hey, this is a source. This is kind of where we sourced it from. So I'm, I'm super happy with it. I think it's a buy. I think it's a, definitely a sipper. I'm kind of be interested. We might enter that into our what makes Coke taste better challenge. <laughs> well, we definitely like to thank J.W. Kelly for uh, providing whiskey for us. And we they gave us some rye, too. So we're going to try that one as well. Yep. We definitely enjoyed tasting it. We always appreciate when a, when a distillery steps up and, and offers their, you know, their expressions for us to try. And, and, and you know, because you're taking a chance when you do that, right? Anytime you send your bottles out, you're taking a chance. Well, I think you are taking a chance. They took a chance on us. Uh, I guess luckily we we both liked it. Mm -hmm. um, I think at last week's review, you liked it. I said I would wait a couple years. Um, this one, I if I saw it on the shelf, I would buy it. I think they're in a couple different states around Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. I think South Carolina, North Carolina, and they're they're obviously going to try to spread their territory also. And it's I think it's jwkelly.com. Yep. Yep. All right, Mike. Well, that does it for another review. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? So you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at The Bourbon Road. Um, you can go to our website, thebourbonroad.com. You can order our Glen Karens on there right now. Hopefully soon we'll have some other swag on there for you to order. In our Facebook, though, we have a special thing, our group. Called The Bourbon Roadies. Now, it's a, it's a private group, but we accept all 
applicants. <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing we want to make sure is that you're old enough to drink and you understand you're getting yourself into a bourbon group. So, um, yeah, it's like-minded people chit-chatting about bourbon. Uh, we talk about the shows. We talk about recent bourbon acquisitions. We share whiskey with each other. We talk about different bottles we've tried. Just good people having a good time. Celebrate life events and they share their whiskey with each other. That's right. I, I love that. That's right. We've got some master distillers in there. A lot of industry people are in there as well. So uh, if you have a question about a particular brand, there's a good possibility that they'll pipe right up in the roadies and give you an answer. Even if you don't, it's not about a brand, but if you have a, a question about bourbon or about whiskey or about spirits or about yeast, there's somebody in that group that can answer almost any question about the spirits world. And on Instagram, you can find me at jshannon63. And you find me at One Big Chief. And we'll see y'all down the bourbon road. We do appreciate all of our listeners, and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and if so, we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five-star with a review on iTunes. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Bourbon Road. That way you'll be kept in the loop on all the Bourbon Road happenings. You can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog, listen to the show, or reach out to us directly. We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.